Welcome to Hashtag SAP Talks, where each month, your host, David Trites, introduces you to a company that has successfully transformed their business using SAP solutions. Business challenges, best practices, and lessons learned are all revealed. Now, here is your host and moderator, David Trites. Hello, and welcome to another episode of SAP Talks with small and mid-sized businesses. I'm David Trites, and today we're going to be talking about what it takes to win the fast-paced, low-margin business of consumer electronics distribution. I have two guests with me today on the podcast. First up is David Hasbin. David is the CEO of Distrotech, a fast-growing consumer electronics distributor and trader headquartered in Miami, Florida. Hey, David, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you for having us, David. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining. We also have Gustavo Zintek on the line. Gustavo is the founder and CEO of Consultaire America Corporation, which is an SAP Business One implementation partner, also based in Miami. Miami. Hey, Gustavo, how's it going? Hey, terrific. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here. Yes, my pleasure. Thanks to you both. So, David, give our listeners a quick overview of Distrotech and how the company got started. Well, Distrotech is a consumer electronics distributor. Um, we source consumer electronics uh, worldwide. Um, basically, our core client is uh, a buyer or an owner of an importing or distribution company that needs a reliable and trustworthy source um, to source their laptops, computers, cell phones, basically all consumer electronics. Um, we started the company about eight years ago. Um, since then, it, it started out as um, as an outsourcing to sell consumer electronics for another company, and as of now, we're we're in excess of uh, sixty million dollars in sales, thirty-two um, associates, um, and uh, uh, growing at a very fast pace. Wow, impressive! So, you said most of your customers are like uh, they're distributors, wholesalers, distributors. Yes, usually. Um, it's distributors uh, in wholesale, um, also big box retailers, mainly in Latin America and the Caribbean. Uh, we're okay. growing in the U.S., uh, Europe, and Africa, but those are new territories. Our strongest market, again, is Latin America and the Caribbean. Okay. So what are some of the biggest challenges you guys are facing as an electronics business? Well, electronics is, is basically uh, a commodity. Uh, so all, all our competitions has the same product. So what differentiates us from the competition is, is mainly our, our culture, um, a culture of service where we try to uh, provide uh, a quicker turnaround uh, by having stock in, in our warehouse. That way we can get the products our clients need uh, faster um, and, and they can rely on our inventory to source their, their operations. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's all about speed these days, right? You got to get products moving faster. You're competing uh, against companies like Amazon and, and whatnot, and uh, shipping is getting uh, next day and uh, almost almost hourly these days, right? <laughs> Things like Uber Rush and, and whatnot popping up. So, uh, yeah, I guess a big part of your, your service is getting products where people need them quickly. Exactly. Right now we have the products in our warehouse in Miami, uh, but in, as, as we grow, we're looking into getting into other countries in Latin America so we can keep stock in those countries and expedite the delivery of the products to our clients. Right. So you have the products a little closer to where you got to get them and uh, cut down that delivery time. 
Absolutely. Not, not only delivery time, but also give them the option uh, to pay in a local currency. Right, 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 right. Okay, so Gustavo, your company's been helping uh, Distrotect with its business software. What, uh, how did you guys get involved, and, and what, you know, what are you working on? Oh well, we, we have been introduced by um, by a, a, a common acquaintance that we have. Uh, Distrotech uh, started the implementation of Hippie Business One, and we were the partner that helped uh, uh, get the solution uh, stable uh, and and get the functionalities up and running to what they were needed. Uh, we are SAP Business One partner based here in Florida. Most of our customers are local customers, uh, literally less than 10 miles away from the office. Gotcha. So, David, you guys are using Business One. What what was the situation like before? How do you, how are you running your business? And and you know what uh, I guess what motivated you uh, to to go to something like SAP Business One. Well, we, when we started, we were using, as, as most people do, QuickBooks, uh, the basic version. Um, right. Then we upgraded to QuickBooks Enterprise. And we were trying to look for uh, an, an inventory management solution. Uh, but even, even uh, with the solution they provided, we still have to, to scan the, the items separately and then import it into QuickBooks. So it, it makes our operation pretty slow. Um, so we that that was the basic uh, functionality that we needed to solve back then. So that's when we started looking uh, into into ERPs. Um, so we started researching with our business partners, and everybody in the industry basically recommended us um, to use SAP Business One, and that's how we came across the solution. Gotcha. So you guys had your, your products in the warehouse, and you said you were scanning them like with a handheld scanner, and then you were you had to get that information into your into your system, but you couldn't get it into into QuickBooks. There was no integration there. No, no. We we had to scan the the products into an Excel spreadsheet, and then gotcha. that uh, Excel spreadsheet would get uh, registered on the invoice to each client, basically. Gotcha. So we, we, we didn't have any traceability. We wanted to to locate um, a serial number of a product we sold to a client. Um, it was basically impossible. We, the, the client would have to send us the invoice and, and, and show us proof that the item that they were putting a claim on or, or the warranty service, um, uh, but basically with the invoice, we, we knew that we sold the product, but we don't have anywhere, anywhere else to track the, the, the product. Gotcha. So you're maintaining the huge Excel spreadsheets, trying to keep track of what inventory is going out and what inventory is coming back in. Right. Well, back then we didn't handle the volume we're handling now, but uh, we we spotted that problem early on, and that's why almost a year after we started in business, we decided to switch over to Business One. Gotcha. So how did the uh, implementation go? Well, initially, um, it was a challenge, um, basically because, as, as usual, um, our team was resistant to, to change. Um, right. We, we basically um, didn't have a change management plan. Uh, we didn't uh, have a, a project manager uh, for this. We were so, many peop- uh, so few people back then. Uh, that we were not prepared correctly. We didn't plan accordingly to implement the solution. So looking back and reflecting upon it, we would have done it a little bit different. We would have um, 
have had a plan in, in place um, and had a, a resource, a person just in charge of the project. Um, but after we fully implement the, the solution and stabilize the solution, um, we're very happy with the end result. Yeah, well, it's it's very hard. Obviously, you know, you're running a, a small business. You've got limited resources. You don't want to take your people off of what they're doing. You know, selling and doing inventory and the accounting and and whatnot and the client management to to implement a new software system, right? But uh, like you said, when you look back on it, it's like wow. Which if you had a had uh, were able to put like a project manager on it and take care of some of the the change management things, it would uh, would go a little easier. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looking back, uh, obviously we we were trying to save on the resources, but at the same yeah. time we we did spend more time uh, on the project because we didn't make the the right uh, planning and investment. Uh, so even even uh, looking back now, I, I would have still recommend somebody in my in my position back then to to hire somebody or or allocate. Um, someone in their company to take care of, of this project because it's a, it's a big project and it's better to do it um, well done on the first time around than having to go back and fix stuff because you didn't uh, spend the time uh, planning and, and executing. Right. So, Gustavo, you guys um, are specialists in business. One is it technically and functionally a good fit for Distrotech. Oh, terrific. Distrotech uh, is a wholesale distributor. Uh, of consumer electronics, perfect uh, fit for a business one. Um, they have plenty of room to go, to to grow with the solution, uh, and they are continuous, uh, continuously growing, adding more functionalities in the CRM aspect, adding more into the warehouse management. Now we are looking at a landed cost and how to manage all the import goods. Uh, so yeah, yeah, no doubt that business one is a great fit for them. Gotcha. And David, so what do you guys, you said you, you know, the main requirements you had up front were kind of inventory management and whatnot. What's, what functionality are you using in, in business one and where, where are you getting the most bang for the buck? Well, there, there's a lot of things. Uh, for us, it was very important uh, to keep control of uh, data ownership um, and, and limit uh, access to certain information by some users. Um, also, the audit trail. Uh which allows us to track activities um, at a document level. Uh, for example, before we couldn't track who gave uh, a discount to a client or who processed the credit memo or stuff like that. Now, uh, because of, of the audit trail, we're able to uh, track all activity uh, in the ERP. Um, and as I said before, uh, the inventory management was the, the biggest uh, change and improvement. Um, we also automate a lot of processes that before we had to have a, a resource to take care of reporting, invoicing, account statements, and stuff like that. All that mm-hmm. is streamlined now with uh, Business One. Gotcha. Yeah. So helped you automate quite a few of your like accounting and, bill- and billing processes. Absolutely, and not not only not only accounting, but also uh, for the executives, we're able to get a report every day uh, with the critical data we need to make decisions on a daily basis. Oh, excellent! What's what kind of information do you guys look at in your reports? What are you kind of like your key performance indicators? Well, AR days, AP days, inventory days—that's uh, our main focus every day. Gotcha. 
getting the products out and getting your bills paid. <laughs> yes, we're always trying to improve our inventory days. It's usually an average of 14 days. Uh, yeah. So we try to we try to sell our, our goods before they get to our warehouse. Wow, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> so you, yeah, wow. So you have a very fast turnaround. So uh, managing your cash is uh, critical. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So did it help with, uh, you know, your dunning, you're getting your, your um, payments faster? Yes. Well, the, the payment reminders and account statements we send to our clients are critical uh, for us to get paid on time. Um, with the reminders, uh, we reduced about six days, our average AR days. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So what other things did you guys automate with, uh, with Business One? Uh, well, basically, as I said before, um, the reporting, invoicing, account statements, um, that, that was pr- basically it as, as, as of right now. Okay. And uh, as far you know, you, you also mentioned that um, it helped with sort of limiting the transactions employees could see and whatnot, which, you know, obviously helps with uh, sort of auditing and accounting and making sure that empl- the proper controls are in place um, so that employees are doing the right things. Uh, like you said, you know, if you're just running everything on an Excel, you know, people can have access to all the data and um, you might have exposure there for people that are doing purchasing to also get involved in payments and things like that. So now you have a better better controls around some of your business processes and financials, which I'm sure right. your account, accountants and uh, <laughs> appreciate. Right. Not only to control what people can do, but um, it makes you establish certain processes that uh, you wouldn't have in place unless the tool made you. Uh, so even early on, we, we had to acquire discipline because Business One made us. So everybody has their own function and access to only the information relevant to their work. Um, so that made that part easier. And, and since you mentioned the accounting part, um, also it's, it's very easy to provide our, C, uh, to provide our CPAs with uh, like fi- the financial um, statements that are clear um, and understandable to them. They speak in yeah. the same language unless something that could be modified uh, with QuickBooks and other, other type of software. So on the accounting-wise, it, it helped us with our accountants and also and securing financing with the financial institutions. Yeah, gotcha. So Gustavo, the um, Business One has... Some essay, you know, business practices built into the uh, into the solution. Did they fit well with District Tech? Did they have to change anything, or were they able to sort of adopt the the best business practices already in the solution? Oh, that's that's, that's a great question. Um, the main advantage at District Tech is the focus of the company. Um, these are young guys full of energy, ready for change. It was tough at the beginning, but um, they professionalized the team very quickly. They also hired some great talent. Uh, and they, um, they did follow the best practices of SAP, which is terrific, uh, and improve on them. So in, on many processes, um, including uh, managing uh, the, the speed, when they 
buy a product and they're selling the product before even receiving the product. So all these processes, which tends to be fairly complex, uh, although they seem silly, but it's very complex uh, to, to sell something that you don't even own. Uh, right. They have adjusted to a CP business one and they are doing the processes like SAP proposes. And in some instances, we have done some minor customizations to help them improve uh, on the processes. So that, that's going terrific. Great. And you can, uh, I mean, SAP Business One has the uh, extensions and APIs, so you can add on functionality and, and uh, add on different tools. Do you guys extend the functionality in, in any way? or? Um, oh, yes, indeed. Uh, that, that, that's one of the, another great issue. Uh, Business One has a big community of developers uh, and, uh, and many, many extensions. Uh, we have a couple of extensions at District that being the most important, the advanced uh, WMS. So not only they can manage all the functionalities uh, to understand which items in which le- in which bin and manage all the warehouse and all the receiving and all the pick, pack, and shipping, uh, but also the serialization. Serialization is a major issue for, for, for electronics because you want to know not only what you sold, but which item specifically you sold to whom and you purchased to, from home. Uh, and that's needed f- to manage warranties and RMA properly. And that's something gotcha. we would uh, manage with the advanced WMS implemented. Right, yeah, and, and d- to put it in, in simple words, a lot of time we buy the same product from different vendors, and then we, we spread it out into a lot of clients. And we were getting product uh, back, and, and we know we, we knew it, we had sold the product, but we, we also had to track from which vendor we bought the product to be able to, to get the, the warranties back from them. So this was key also to, to our, our new operation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you guys are f- uh, fulfilling orders, you know, before you even have a product, <laughs> then, yeah, speed is key. And uh, I guess if you're sourcing from uh, two or three different um, sources to fulfill one order and then you get returns back, yeah, you obviously need to know where that product needs to go and and uh, and whatnot. So speed is, is critical for you guys and visibility into the data. Correct. Yeah. So um, what are your plans, you know, for growth? You talked about uh, doing business in some other countries. What are you, Fill me in on that. Where are you guys looking to expand and where do you see the most opportunity? We recently started doing business in Colombia. Uh, two of the partners here at District Tech, uh, we are originally from Colombia. So it was only natural to start doing business there and, and leverage our, our connections. Uh, but moving forward, we want to open an office in Europe uh, to cater for the European, African, and Middle East market. And also put a, a little emphasis on, on working also with local um, vendors and, and clients here in the States. Uh, 2016, about 18% uh, of our sales were here in the States. The year before that was only 10%. So we're all, also looking to grow here within the U.S. market. Okay, excellent. And have you found that um, you know having a solution like Business One has helped you uh, with this growth? Were you able? To, you know, were, is this something you were able to do bef- before, or is it uh, kind of accelerated now that you have a good system and foundation in place? Well, to be honest with you, as I said before, we we implemented SAP very early on. 
so yeah. it's 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 helped us um, with uh, setting up the structure that allows us to grow uh, as much as as we want. Basically, we we have no limit uh, on the functionalities uh, with with business one. Uh, as I mentioned before, we opened uh, office in in Colombia, so we're now setting up uh, in SAP the multi-currency, uh, multi-country, everything on on the same system, which allows us to to better handle and more efficiently handle our accounting between the affiliate companies. Okay. Interesting, and I think uh, Gustavo, you said earlier that they were uh, District Tech was looking at expanding in the area of CRM. Can you ex- explain that a little? Oh yes, indeed. Um, because the key of of growing so so fast is to be able to sell a lot. Um, they are continuously adding uh, team members, and now they are looking at managing the sales process. Um, a little bit different than the, the, the standard SAP Business One. So there are some customizations. They are also uh, planning to add an external tool um, and integrate it to SAP Business One uh, to be able to have only one repository of information and from there be able to manage all these processes. So um, CRM is critical for them, not only because uh, to manage the sales process, but to manage the customer life cycle and be able to be in continuous contact with the customer. Right. Yeah, yeah before, it's important. Before we, we, we had, when we started, uh, there were only two people in, in sales. Um, at this point, we have 12 people, and then the next year, we're planning to add 13 more people. So it, it, it gets a little tougher uh, to handle, um, to manage the, the team without the proper tools. So that's where we're looking into getting into a more complex uh, CRM. Uh, which allows us to to it's called a closed loop marketing. Basically, no lead, no ghost. Uh, uh, we we don't have any ghost. Basically, clients that we forget about them, leads that nobody's working and stuff like that. So, for for us, it's 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 key to to establish a proper system that allows us to to give the the the, the quality of service that our clients expect. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's it helps with uh, you know bringing more salespeople in. It's it helps when salespeople leave, like because then you don't lose all the information and data that they may take with them on an Excel sheet or something. You know, if you have a, the client uh, history in the system, then the, the next person that comes in can uh, can pick up the account and and roll with it. Correct. And management gets obviously centralized reporting right on what its sales team's doing, which is pretty important. <laughs> Yes, have some. Uh, it allows us also to have some visibility um, and forecast on on what basically with the clients we have and the leads we're getting and so forth. Yeah. So, are you guys looking at any uh, different sales channels? Do you do you have a website where you sell products directly to consumers or? No, um, our, our our core business has been always wholesale. Uh, this year, we're testing um, different channels like Amazon and eBay. Um, so most likely, we're that's a, another project we're going to have uh, for this year. Uh, we're testing different lines of products um, and determining which uh, lines of, of product we want to get into both eBay and Amazon. As 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 of now, we don't we don't do any any retail. Um, 
so we're getting into into retail through through those two channels. Gotcha. So that'll be a bit of a change for your business as well, right? I mean, it's a different discipline. Absolutely, absolutely. Once once we we determine uh, the products that we're going to sell, um, we have to build a, a separate team to handle retail, uh, both the customer service, the warehouse employees um, for the fulfillment. Um, it's it's a, t- a different business unit completely. Right. We need to have to we have to ramp up with some some more warehouse space. I mean, right now it sounds like you're you're very low inventory levels. Will you carry more inventory? Yes, uh, for for retail uh, or e-commerce, we we need to set some inventory aside, and our 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 inventory days in that unit obviously will will increase as retail is a little bit slower than than our core business now. Um, so we are looking already to move into a different space by the end of the year or early next year. Currently, we have a sixteen thousand square foot location. We're looking into a sixty thousand square foot location for next year. Wow. Getting big. Yes, big and fast. Well, the problem is not only warehouse space, but mostly office and and parking, which has been the biggest challenge for us. <laughs> parking. <laughs> You're gonna have to build a uh, a parking garage on top of your warehouse, maybe. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> So, Gustavo, the, as uh, Distrotech moves into this new uh, realm of retail, is SAP Business One going to be able to to handle their their business transactions? Oh yeah, there's no problem at all. Usually, when you do um, um, channels like Amazon, eBay, uh, you receive uh, orders on a weekly day. Obviously, you can download these orders as they are being processed, uh, but you ship once a day, so. Um, uh, from the business pers- the process perspective, is uh, the same as any other uh, sale, but you need to process them substantially faster because you're selling them by the units usually, uh, while when you do wholesale, you sell uh, these products by pallets, and that probably is uh, going to go at by one unit or two units. So um, it's a little bit different, the process internally in the warehouse, but by the, by the end of the day, it's, it's managed perfectly fine by 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 um, Business One. Okay. Is there any um, integration between uh, Business One and like an Amazon store or an eBay store? There are, any... there are no standard integrations, uh, but it's perfectly doable. We have done several already. Yeah. Okay. There, 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 there's Indeed. no plugin or that, that you can hook up immediately, but uh, it, it's easy to be done and, and, and very easy to manage. Okay. And David, you guys are selling on Amazon and eBay. I mean, it's different, uh, different pricing model a little bit. I mean, it's very competitive pricing on those uh, in low margins. Is that going to affect how you guys, you know, price or sell your your products? Well, actually, our our wholesale business is is low margin, and that's exactly one of the reasons why we're looking to get into retail. Um, even though uh, other people see it as as low margin, we see it as a higher margin than what we're doing now. So we're basically already selling to to a lot of distributors that are selling online um, in Latin America and all all around the world. Um, so we're we, we already know that we're competitive in that arena as well. Wow! So you guys are working razor thin margins, yeah? Because when people you know think about selling on Amazon, it's pretty much the that's that's the, the the low price, right? I mean, eBay and Amazon. You check prices on those things, you know, you're that's that's the lowest price you can get. 
Well, in, in consumer electronics in general, uh, the biggest uh, ticket items are usually low margin. But as you go to the lower ticket items, uh, like accessories, that's where, where you really uh, make the money where the margin is. Okay. Is that how you guys are going to determine which products you guys sell on those channels? Well, like all big box retailers, you obviously have to attract traffic, and, and and especially on the internet, you have to make sure that you get the you provide the right service in order to get the the ratings, the the, the, the good reviews, uh, and get the clients in, and and that way you attract them, uh, get the get the ranking that you need, and then you are able to to push other products as well. Right, gotcha. Okay, well, one one last question before we wrap it up. So, you know, you're you're a, a small business owner, uh, six, successfully growing fast. Uh, what what other advice do you have to other small companies that are starting up? Well, for us, and I I attribute all our success uh, to our culture. Um, we early on we established that we wanted to to start a business um, and and have a, a culture where people wanted to come to work to, uh, to uh, where everybody knew they have to work hard but their work uh, would be appreciated and both on a on a on a work and personal level um, so that made us attract uh, key people. Uh, to come to the company and refer people to us to come to work here. So th- I attribute here we're not the smartest. We're not, you know, we don't have the secret sauce or anything. We come here, we work hard, and people love to come here. So I encourage anyone who starts a business or or, or to change a little bit of, of their culture to make sure that uh, if, if their people are taken care of, for sure the the money and the numbers and everything else will be just a result of that. It's all about the people, right? It's all about our people. You got that right. Yeah. I heard somewhere that uh, culture can eat strategy for lunch. So if you don't have the right culture and it's just not working, then you're... <laughs> You're, you're, how, no matter how good your business strategy is, it's not going to work. Well, we take care of our people, and, and that makes our people take care of our clients. So ultimately, it's a win-win for everyone. Excellent. All right. Well, David and Gustavo, thank you very much for uh, joining the podcast today. really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks to you both. So with that, it concludes another episode of SAP Talks. Thanks for joining, everyone. You've been listening to Hashtag SAP Talks with David Trites. To learn more about SAP small and mid-size enterprises solutions, visit sap.com forward slash SME. The best run businesses run SAP. 